Hello and welcome to the Empowerment Guy podcast. I am your host, Riley Kelso, and this is a podcast all about life from my perspective, uh, my journey of self-development as a neurodivergent trans guy. If you would like to connect with me, my Instagram handle is at the Empowerment Guy, and my email address is RileyKelso at Hotmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And as always, thank you so much for giving me your time, effort, and attention, for gracing your ear holes. I so appreciate you, and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Empowerment Guy podcast. Apologies for being absent for so long. I've had many different changes happen lately and I really had to step back from social media, from public speaking and particularly from recording podcast episodes to take time to look after myself. Today I wanted to talk about burnout from a neurodiverse perspective and what day-to-day life has been like realistically lately for me. Um, I really think it's important to talk about hard times as well as good times, mainly for connection and understanding with other people, but also for self-knowledge and self-reflection. So, as a person with ADHD and possible ASD autism spectrum my diagnosis confirmation is coming in early September (laughs) it's been really interesting to realize that my lifelong change aversion isn't because I'm lazy or afraid of change but because it severely disrupts my mental health It disrupts my sense of self and predominantly my stability. Change to me kind of feels like an earthquake, um, but in your soul, mind and emotions. It's rocky, things can get disrupted or damaged or messy, mainly my thoughts and emotions, and it takes a really long time to recover from this. And there's also aftershocks. Um, the change of moving house lately has completely sent me into overwhelm and burnout mode. It's been really unsettling, if I'm honest, and even though our new apartment is more amazing than I ever could have dreamed of, and I'm so grateful and happy to be in a new place and starting a new chapter and everything, um, the actual change itself has been quite difficult and it just disrupts my natural routine of everyday life and if I don't have a routine personally I feel like I'm completely out of control and lost. Um, This change has brought on body manifestations of stress that I have not personally felt previously due to the fact that I try to live as best as I can um, unmasked with my neurodiversity and I'm also not numbing myself anymore 
like I used to with drugs and alcohol. Um, And for anyone that doesn't know, masking is a term used to describe neurodiverse individuals who attempt to hide or minimise their neurodivergent traits in order to fit in with, um, like, inverted commas, the world, or to fit in to society's expectations of how to behave. Um, It's essentially a social survival strategy used to avoid stigmatisation or mistreatment by other people. And I'm still learning a lot about myself and neurodiversity and how it, um, how like a late diagnosis leads me to reflect on my life previously from childhood up until now. So I am by no means an expert. I'm just talking from my personal experience and where I'm at right now in life. Um, so changing housing locations without the use of my kind of lifelong coping mechanisms such as numbing or avoiding my feelings has really made me understand myself better although it's been stressful um I understand now that I react to stress very strongly in my body and that's been manifesting as being consistently fatigued having sporadic heart palpitations I've had a few panic attacks and it's really uh, helped me understand how low my resilience to external stimulus is when I'm under stress. Um, So like things like my chest has been tight, my insomnia has come back and kind of like everyday basic tasks seem like an insurmountable mountain to climb so it's kind of why I've been absent for a little bit and trying to deal with that and process that and really give myself time to be and feel what I'm feeling process my thoughts process the change and change takes time as I as I always say um I've also been highly sense sensory sensitive in the past month so things like lights are super bright and hurt my eyes just normal lights that wouldn't really hurt that much I've become like super um, sensitive to that overlapping sources of noise or really busy crowds uh, make me want to shove cotton wool in my ears and the world around me is just like perpetually loud at the moment um, to the point to the point of physical pain is kind of the only way I can describe it. Um, I've been having a lot more executive dysfunction issues. So my short-term memory has been basically non-existent without the use of a notepad. Um, everything I do feels like it takes all of my energy and effort and... I've very often been hit with waves of hopelessness and despair. And um, I'm not saying this uh, like I'm okay. I'm not saying it to be like, oh, poor you or whatever. I'm just simply talking about how my life has been and my experience of dealing with stress and moving and compounding stresses on top of each other because I thought it would be interesting to hear a neurodiverse person's perspective. 
Um, so the reason I'm talking about this is to highlight the fact that burnout for a neurodiverse person is a super real experience for many people. Um, this is one that I'm just coming to understand for myself. And I see this as a good thing, although what I'm going through doesn't feel amazing and I feel kind of down and in Strugtown a little bit. I think that this is good because I'm such a firm believer in self-knowledge and self-discovery because if you understand yourself more, you, for me anyway, I feel like I'm more in control and I have more control of uh, understanding how I work. Um, prior to knowing that I was neurodiverse, my burnouts or, you know, I'll just say burnouts, would be accompanied by, like, this crippling sense of shame, wondering what was wrong with me, and self-deprecation instead of compassion. And, yeah, there was definitely no self-care there previous to this, like, in stressful situations in my life. Um, Having knowledge of burnouts and now realising that I'm not lazy or useless or stupid, I simply just get overwhelmed easily. This has helped me so much to practice more self-compassion. Instead of asking myself what's wrong with me, I can now ask myself, what do I need? And to prioritise that over everything. Um, And listening to my body, mind and thoughts, rather than beating myself up or overanalyzing what might be inverted commas wrong with me, allows room for recovery from this burnout period much faster, I've found. Uh, For me personally, recovering from a burnout requires a lot of time, space and low stimulation. So for me that looks like low lighting, you know, probably candles, a lot of showers or baths because that's something that makes me feel relaxed, gentle music, really healthy food, like good food, lots of water because I very often forget to drink water, um, and physically resting my body. Giving myself permission to do nothing is still one of my hardest, like, lessons to live in everyday life, but it is definitely the most beneficial. For me, it requires overcoming conditioned beliefs that perhaps I picked up growing up, that resting is lazy, or that my worth as a person is based in productivity. So I have to challenge that all the time by giving myself permission to rest, to do nothing, to actually relax. And sometimes it takes a physical conversation with myself in the mirror to overcome like waves of shame about resting and that, you know, that's actually a natural thing that your body needs to do and you can't just be go, go, go all the time. Yeah, so like I just said, I have to self-talk all the time reminding myself that this period of burnout or um, feeling low on energy is only a moment and it won't last forever. 
and also I've noticed when I'm in burnout I limit my social interactions a lot my online presence my communication with others and this isn't out of sadness or fear but quite simply it is taking all of my energy to look after myself and I kind of have no spoons left over to do things like record my podcasts or jump online and do a live like it it's taken probably like three and a half weeks to even feel okay to sit down and record this podcast um and that's okay that's just where I'm at right now Walking in nature and alone time is another crucial component to my recovery from burnout. Um, Just simply because I like the way that I feel when I'm in nature. I feel grounded. I feel connected to the universe or the world or, you know, and I think that it's a way for me to, or a space for me to practice a lot of gratitude Um, because sometimes when we're overwhelmed with things and things feel negative or our head is really loud with negative self-talk or worry or fear, um, we forget that gratitude uh, can counteract that. I definitely forget that. So being in nature for me is one of the quickest, easiest ways for me to access um, gratitude for all the things that I do have. And for being able to kind of put things in perspective when there's a beautiful sky or there's grass or there's nature, you know, that's just something that helps me. Um, Equally something that helps recovery from burnout is leaning on those that I love. So communicating that I'm in a burnout, letting people know um, and letting people know that I'll probably need a few extra hugs or reassuring words while I'm in kind of like process recovery mode um it becomes integral to my functioning to have a slower routine so more leeway for me to start the day slower more time for completing tasks that usually wouldn't take me as long and it also teaches me how detrimental masking my true self and neurodiverse traits are. Um, Masking as a neurodiverse person to fit into the way that society functions takes an extraordinary amount of my personal time, effort and attention. I'm still coming to learn the ways in which I've masked from a young age and how it impacts my life, my work, and my relationships. I'd say with this particular burnout, learning to honestly tell people when I'm stressed or running low on spoons uh, slash energy and clearly communicating my emotional and mental state uh, despite outward appearances of functionality is the biggest thing that I've had to learn. Um, Other people are not mind readers. They're not going to know what's wrong unless I tell them, (laughs) Um, which sometimes is really hard. And I'm overcoming the idea that I can't ask for help or that I must complete tasks on my own in order to be perceived as functional is 
another masking technique that I've become aware of over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's something I've struggled with for a long time. Asking for help and realizing that that is not weakness. It's just literally, I'm not superhuman. I can't do everything by myself. And, you know, trying to take on every single responsibility that life throws at you is really unrealistic. So to kind of just keep reminding myself that. Um, I'm very interested in how neurodiverse burnouts change in general and masking impacts other people's lives and self-awareness. Um, I am interested in how self-awareness of these things uh, potentially positively impacted other people's lives and experiences, particularly as a neurodiverse person, I would really like to start a discussion around this and perhaps have some guests on the podcast explaining their lived experience, um, just as a neurodiverse person, be it, you know, uh, someone on the spectrum, someone with ADHD, literally anyone, I would love to facilitate conversations around this because I think it's really important for other people that are you know not even just late diagnosed neurodiverse but neurodiversity as a whole I feel is quite misunderstood or misrepresented and not talked about enough in in my opinion um for people to feel understood loved and heard so um If you would like to get in contact with me, feel free to DM me on Instagram at The Empowerment Guy and we will set up a time to record a podcast session Uh, that can be on Zoom or on the phone or or whatever, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, But basically, that's all I have for today. I just kind of wanted to share where I've been at really openly and honestly and just kind of share a few things that have been on my brain, on my mind, um, because talking honestly about how we feel, one, is super therapeutic, two, gets all the crazy thoughts out of your brain, and, you know, three, potentially other people can learn and grow from this experience or this episode, or maybe have some self-awareness themselves or be like hey I relate to that um now I don't feel so alone you know um as always feel free to share this episode or my podcast in general with those that you think would benefit from it and please feel free to get in touch with me via instagram or email my email is rileykelso at hotmail.com and as every single episode thank you so much for taking the time to listen i really appreciate you all and i am just really grateful for you clicking on my podcast for holding space for me for being interested in what i have to say that is wonderful to me i i love that this platform can facilitate people sharing experiences about their lives to positively impact other people that's so important to me so 
as always super appreciate you and i will see you next week for another episode of the empowerment guy look after yourself take care of yourself prioritize yourself and big love to you all bye